0: So it's a mix between like O'Neill and and that sort of uh, right. line, and then
1: O'Neill got cornhold, exactly, something like that.
0: Somebody in my bloodline got
1: aggressively cornhold. <laughs> See, I'm just improving on on word humor. No disrespect to your family at all. <laughs> if they're listening, <laughs> Captain O'Grady,
0: there just shaking his head.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Welcome back.
2: You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald.
1: Hey everybody, it's October. You know what that means, right? You're listening to episode 48 of The Todd Donald Show with music by my guest, as well as Jonah Ray and Amy Rolla. My guest is a sweet fella that I met at the Rhapsody Barrel Bar in Kitchener open mic night. He is singer-songwriter Evan Corneal. The main thing for me that was so special about getting back out to the open mics was meeting people. Yes. Uh, finding new artists and getting to know people and, and socialize. So really, getting to play is just bonus. Mm-hmm. And meeting you and Steph has been one of those wonderful experiences of... Finding people who are warm company enough that the potential of new friendship is is happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As, and you were like, you were so, so welcoming the first night that we were there. You talked to us the first time we
1: walked in. Right now, I'm doing a documentary on how, how nice I am. Uh, keep up the energy. I just felt like anyone who was there that I didn't know yet yeah. was probably already there for years. And like the years that I was in the factory, not going out anymore. Yeah. What I didn't know until last week when I talked to you guys was that you and Steph moved here like semi-recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Steph's been here for a year and I moved in um, about three months ago. Okay. So I don't think of this podcast as like KW-centric, but I love a lot of things about KW, but I like to think of it as, as worldwide, even though of most of the people I know and are going to have on the show are local. For someone with new eyes to this region, yeah, what do you think of it? Like what are your favorite things about it? What are your favorite places to go? So far... Highland Shawarma is rocking my whole universe.
0: Top tier. Please go to Highland Shawarma. They're so pleasant, and the shawarma is so fucking good. I'm so amazed at the music scene so far. It's so welcoming, and it appears to be so tight knit. Like more so than you would expect a whole city's kind of community music to be like. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. Like, just moving back to the point where. um you know, you talked to me the first time I was at an open mic and you were just like up there and you're like, Hey man, like I'm Todd, what's going on? Like, thanks for coming. Do you want to be on my podcast? Like what's going on? And it was like, Oh my God. Yeah, totally. This is so cool. Like it's just so easy to feel like you're a part of it. And there are people who are there to listen to your music. Yeah. Like it's really cool to be at an open mic at Rhapsody where like, if people are speaking in the audience, you hear the people and they're like, shh, like, shh shut the fuck up. That's kind of like this. Thing. Oh my God, the market, of course. Kitchener I love Market. the Kitchener Market. We go every Saturday morning. It's the most fun. I look forward to it. I feel like I'm an old man. I'm like,
1: oh, I can't wait to go and <laughs> buy some nice fresh produce. That's pretty... No, you know, Kitchener Market is a... Uh, what do you call it? It's a cornerstone of our, yeah, our local just, social economic... <laughs> like it's not an option. It is It is a big deal. Plus, right? it's it's right in the heart of downtown too, right? Yeah. And then you got the live music that they get for it.
0: Yeah, I just saw um, Ben Rollo. Yeah, I caught him two weeks ago, and we just saw him at the jazz room. He's awesome. He's know? incredible. Yeah. yeah, blew my mind. He covered. Uh, he closed his set with "In Your Eyes." Yeah, and just he had a st- like a steel lab guitarist and a pianist with him. Oh, nice! Did, like, they had the whole three part harmonies. They they created a oh, pretty shit. cool environment. I was so into that show. It was wonderful.
1: All right, here it is: the first song on this week's episode. Game face on. I met Amy Rolla at Descendants Brewery a couple of years ago. She has an amazing voice. Great songwriting chops. Amy, if you're listening, you're still more than welcome on the show anytime. I should probably follow up on that in messaging uh, sometime soon. This is Missing Peace by Amy Rolla.
3: Well, ooh, ooh, baby, please don't steal my heart away from me. I needed to find another love and you won't be there for nothing because it will always hold a be. My eyebrow, don't hand me the blame. Quite the look away, the heart of gold. And I thought you're worth the wait. Look my way, but you didn't look twice. And you were out the door, and that's when I knew too good to be true. I'm not waiting anymore because I can't. And you won't be left nothing Cause you're always told the peace Yeah, yeah, yeah Ooh, ooh, baby Tell me, baby Will you give it back to me? Cause as long as you're holding it The picture will be broken And my puzzle's left incomplete you got the missing piece Oh Met another love And he was really something He was caught up in a rage I've ever been to love, but I just didn't feel that way. I took my space and you didn't ask twice to let another slip out the door. And I take all the blame, cause when I hear his name, it's hard to forget or ignore. But I can't. you you'll always the peace Yeah, yeah, yeah Ooh, ooh, baby Tell me, baby Will you give it back to me? Cause as long as I'm holding it The picture will be broken And my puzzle's left incomplete Maybe I was just Looking in the wrong place Cause love doesn't just come Knocking at your door When you need a warm embrace It's all so clear now that I'm Face to face With the only man with the love that can't replace, can't replace. Can't My replace. empty space empty Oh yeah yeah oh, had, Ooh ooh baby He just stole my heart away from me Now that I found my only love And I won't be left for nothing because you he'll always hold the key Yeah 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 Ooh ooh baby Tell me maybe Do you feel the same for me? Baby, as long as I've been searching it after all the hurt, I did to take me so long to see. You were my missing piece. Oh, ooh, ooh, baby, he just stole my heart away from me.
0: Johnny Light Kick seems pretty stoked, so I'm looking forward to working yeah, yeah. with him. He, <laughs> he He sure does kick. Oh, he freaking kicks, man. I have never seen him play a set where there was no less than four kicks.
1: He's got such humility, though. Oh, my God, yeah,
0: and he just loves it. Like, he's up there he, having the yeah. best time.
1: You, you, you know some people are so nice. You just imagine, like, someone out there, when I'm not watching, is going to go up to Johnny Lay kicks and go, like, hey, you fucking kick, you're an idiot. And it's <laughs> going to make him feel bad. The idea of that happening breaks my heart. That would hurt my soul
0: if I found out that happened.
1: And we're just talking about, like, imagining it. I'm imagining it and it's breaking my heart right now. Like I can't be there to, no. to defend him. I would, I would hit someone. Cause that would be the day that the kicks died. Yeah. It would take a lot of coaxing over many years of a lot of friends saying like, bring the kicks back. And he's like,
0: no, no, I can't. <laughs> One day, like 30 years down there, somebody's like, Hey, Hey, like a little boy, you're yeah. Johnny leg kicks. He's like, I haven't kicked in 30 years. <laughs>
1: That was a different time.
4: <laughs> Come on, do a kick. Get out of here.
1: You don't understand. It's a cruel world <laughs> full of people make fun of your kicks.
4: They'll cheer you up and spit you out.
1: I don't know why, but suddenly I'm from 1940s Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to Johnny Stewart. Awesome dude. Glancing at life, at the world with your music. I know that you've recorded some stuff. You got a SoundCloud. Did, did you have a band in Newmarket? Back in, in Newmarket
0: when I was, like I was new there. I just moved there when I was only 18. I grew up in the country. So like there was nothing around. I had one high school band and yeah. we played like two rehearsals on three shows. And it was totally like a joke thing. Like it was just like, let's start a fucking band. Okay, why, like, why not? Like we taught our bass player, put your finger here. Cool, now put your finger here. Do it twice. Great. Now put your finger here.
1: Do the whole thing again. And wait till I finish, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> gotcha, bro. Can you gotcha. put like a rubber, a rubber horn? Like a
3: <laughs> Todd made a
4: funny joke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Keep talking. Oh, By the okay. way, if, if we're acknowledging the audience at all, this is the part of his of Evan's story before coming to to K Dub. What I'm getting the sense of is like it was like a motley crew of of both people who were into music and people who were just like I'll try. Yeah, yeah, you'll do more than try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like our buddy,
0: our buddy was just a car singer, and we were like, okay, like you can sing. I was playing drums. Like my my best friend was playing lead guitar, and our just our buddy, right, was playing bass because. Like, that's basically what bass players are anyway. They're just your buddy. Well, You're just kind of like, hey, man, yeah. you can play this, right? It's only four <laughs> strings. <laughs> Shots fired, bass. And then, yeah, when I was 18, I moved to Newmarket, and I m- ended up meeting. First off, I met a guy in a park. I was walking along, and there was this little fellow playing ukulele in a park, yeah. just kind of jamming along. And I was like, eager, right? I'm like, OK, big city. It was n- Newmarket. I was like, woo, I'm I'm here, I've made yeah, it, yeah. Metropolis. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to make a musical connection and this is going to be like the epic storybook story of how like the next big successful band started. I'm going to look back on this and there's going to be a movie made about it when I'm old. No, yeah. of course not, but I was 18. So I talked to this guy and we ended up getting together and we kind of started playing some music around. He would play the ukulele and he played guitar too. And uh, and I would play guitar, and we would both swap vocals back and forth. We went to one open mic, and this kid went up. He, he goes, okay, this is my original song. And, I mean, you've been to a lot of open mics. You know how, as a frequenter, how frustrating it can be to see people who are like, I'm going to cover this, and I'm going to cover this. And it's the same, like, 10 songs that people do. Like, they start Wish You Were Here, and you're like, oh, no. Because you know it's going to be bad, and you've heard it so many times. So to have somebody set, step up and be like, I'm going to play my original shit right now and then have it be awesome. And you're looking at this kid and he was a year younger than me. Right. So to look at like the 17 year old kid and I was like, whoa, that's amazing shit. So the three of us got together and we started playing music like that. Dead bunny in a headlock was the name of our band. And it was supposed to be funny because you would hear that name and think that it was going to be like a a heavy metal band or like death metal or something that would worship Satan a little bit if you played it backwards. But we were like three dudes with acoustic guitars like dicking around. And yeah. then we found a we found a, a drummer who was significantly older than all of us. Right. And insisted on carrying his like twenty five piece drum kit I'm gonna, everywhere. He, ha- he has
1: a van, right? Of
4: course he has he a van. Has a van. <laughs> <laughs> and he had
0: a ponytail. It was shaved on the side and it was just a ponytail that came off the top. Oh, okay. Almost like it, it could have been a mohawk, but it was not. Right. So we got together, and yeah. we started playing these shows, and then we were like, okay, Dead Bunny and a Headlock is a bad name. Let's come up with a new name, and we called ourselves Chips. And we had like three gigs, tops, and then a couple open mics that we were like, "Woo, we played a right. gig tonight. Like, no, we loaded in, we played a song, and then we stepped off the stage and went home. Like, it yeah. wasn't real. It was just... We were all kind of trying, but like, you know, you get there and the other guitarist would be like screwing up a song. You're like, man, did you practice? It it
1: felt a bit crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: like, oh yeah, yeah, of course I practiced. When did you play? He's like, um, last time I saw you guys. So it was just, it was in shambles. So me and the bass player kind of looked at
1: each other one day and we were like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like we gotta go. (laughs) And just leave. Like we're
0: in cahoots. We're in like the back room. Nothing. Sports. yeah so when do we do it like we're kind of going back and forth like right. you're trying to break up with somebody and you don't want to because you know it's going to be like awkward and sucky yeah. but you're like oh i have to do it yeah so we're kind of like oh, fuck yeah you're right we should do it tonight okay let's do it tonight we'll, we'll okay, wait until well, after practice
1: yeah galen we got a road gig bud we got a road <laughs> gig penitang you like pen and tang machine? Let's go to Let's pen and tang go. machine. Where are our instruments? Oh, man, it's all there, dude. It's all waiting for us <laughs> to the It's set gig. up. The stage is set. The sound
0: guy
4: is silent.
1: All right, and then you get up there. Can you just hop in and, and make sure all our gear's in there? And <laughs> then you like, fucking screech off. Send him a text like, by the way, you're out of the band.
0: <laughs> no, just put just put them both in the drummer's van and so say that we meet them there. Yeah, Yeah. Galen is actually the guy that I left with. He was the one that, like, we were together okay. thinking, like, we gotta get out of here, just in case he hears this. I don't want him to be like,
4: "What the fuck? That's not how it happened."
1: Not Galen, the other one,
0: the other guys,
1: the other, the other, the other two, the, the other two guys. We just decided to split off of them, and those were the ones in my fantastical those imagining are the, those of Those the ones that we accidentally and... dropped in pen and tang machine because, right? Fun. Metaphorically, metaphorically, for sure, that didn't happen. I promise. <laughs> I want to come back to this right after. I want to play a tune from a couple artists that we that I had a, a, songs by. For sure. Fuck, this is terrible, terrible segs. I'm gonna play a song now. You heard this artist, this person, this comedian, one of my favorite people on one of the tracks that I played a couple episodes ago. Jonah Ray with Reptilicus New Wave, the punk version. In Japan and across the planet And it it's the
4: gamut of the casual planet To an example please Name a lamb believes It's easy, easy, easy You can tell, you can meet El Cadeo And believe, they believe it, then they're not afraid to say so Scotland that's his living up in a lot And then they pull in a scary scarecrow
1: I love that song. There's a different version of that. If you watch Mystery Science Theater on Netflix, it's one of the best shows. Jonah Ray is fucking funny as shit. <laughs> it's got a podcast called Jonah Radio. One thing I wanted to comment on was before, when you were like, oh, people had an open mic, they're just doing cover songs and uh, doing doing like the same ones. Before you said the same ones that everyone does, like Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here, mm. I thought you were like... It's like, dude, that's pretty much what I do at Open Mic's now. Oh, I, like I don't playing like, the same set over? I do play my, my the same set I don't, Over and Over because yeah. I didn't like playing because i had forgotten so many songs, and I don't like any of the original songs that I that I finished. Um, like any of your old work. Because it's so old, and I'm not the person who wrote them. Yeah, well, it's hard to connect with it then. Aside from that, I do <laughs> remember a time where Open Mic's selection of music that you heard from the beginning to the end of the night Mm -hmm. was dominantly original music. And that I think
0: is kind of dying in a lot of ways. I mean, there are are still people who are going to open mics and and doing it, but I don't know how many successful musicians are coming out of that compared to 20 or 30 years ago.
1: We're still in the the New Market chapter. Yes. And you're with Jalen. (sighs) Jalen. Fuck. That's Okay. Back to you, Evan.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) thanks, Todd. And now to the weather. (laughs) So Galen and I decided like we had sat down together just playing acoustic guitars and we wrote this song called Postcards and Love Songs. We put it together together and like looked at each other and we were like, we can't involve them in this song. Like they can't be a part of it because it will get completely lost in the air. It'll evaporate and it's gone forever. And this is a good song. That was when we were like, okay, we got to leave and we'll just do it ourselves for a while. Yeah. So anyway, we sat them down and went, guys, listen, we have been playing a little bit more together and we've just decided that maybe that's something we're going to focus on a lot more instead of what we're doing here. Yeah. Okay. And we're like, so it's just going to be me and Galen. we're, you know, we're going to go and play the stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're still gonna jam, though, right? <laughs> for sure, we're still gonna jam.
1: You look fucking great. Did you know that today? You look, <laughs> you look great today, but you look amazing. Do- doesn't he, Evan? You're doing great. You're doing the thing. You're, you're... all of the. Things. You got all that. You know to, to... <laughs> that's happening. That's you got so much going for that's you, bro. Re-
0: you got really nice cuticles. You've got a
1: great personality. Sometimes we're me and Evan are sitting here. We're we're like. They're so much better than us. <laughs> we I feel I feel like we're holding them back. Yeah, yeah you guys totally. need to exceed us totally. I'm waiting for like the thing because I think of you as a nice guy, and I'm like, but you're relishing telling this fun story of dipping out on the chips.
0: Yeah, it was just so awkward. Like it was, it became such a situation. It was two guys trying to leave a band, and it became like a monumentous, dramatic occasion. And it oh, was like shit. we it, we just got lost in so much of it. It was ridiculous. And then the two of us, me and Galen Strathy. Formed the Sofa Kings, which was, we called ourselves, um, a two man acoustic power duo, like rocking the Newmarket Aurora area, (laughs) lightning. (laughs) (laughs) So we were the Sofa Kings and we kind of just did like a loop of open mics and we kind of got a little bit of a following around Newmarket. The one that we frequented was just held at like a second cup that was held by, uh, the Ambedo Productions little, it was a company that our buddy Jared Stafford was starting. Right. Um, and he held this amazing open mic there. Like it was the most realistic one. Like you go up and there's like actual microphones that are in good shape and they're not dented to shit. And from like 1998, you know, and there was like, everything sounded good and he had a soundboard so you could hear yourself and everybody could hear you clearly. And it was really good. And there were a lot of people who were going there and a lot of young artists who were like learning how to perform in front of an audience that wasn't, you know, their school or their family. And it was amazing. So we uh, we did a lot there. And then when Galen moved to Guelph for school, the Sofa Kings just kind of fell apart. But it was okay because we actually did um, get a little bit of music recorded. And then I started my solo project, which is what I'm still with. I sound like a dish. This is where I come in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, called the we, kit- we, we call this the Todd Donald chapter. This is the Todd Donald chapter. Thank you for tuning in teasing (laughs) sorry dude
0: (laughs) that's okay so my solo project that i call the kid can drive yeah baby so that's the name that i'm pursuing now and i recorded um that soundcloud album uh too smart to crash too stupid to stop in my dad's basement with a 50 dollar microphone with the the four millimeter um input like it wasn't even a proper Anything like there was no, and into my tablet with GarageBand and I have no idea how to mix music and I recorded my acoustic drums with that microphone placed strategically in the middle of the room. Right. So the quality of that music is like it makes me nervous to spread it around because I don't want it the only thing that people have to listen to and that's what gets attached to
1: it's to archival the name. it's archival that's
0: exactly what I'm hoping that like one day it might be yeah. something cool or I can go back and redo it and make it what it like could have been either way. I really enjoyed the songs that I put on it, but I think based on like that feeling that stuck with me with the quality of the actual sound you know yeah. I, I, they just didn't really carry forward the way that i thought they might
1: well speaking of you and your music let's 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 segue in post this will be put in and it (laughs) is a live off the floor here on the todd donald show with evan (laughs) corneal performing one of his original music songs
4: Try to resuscitate a dream We'll smile and nod our heads When we don't know what someone means You might experience some wonderlust For a place you've never been When you never really know Just what you're going there to see we're all doing what we can And what more to ask From the ones who really know it Godfather to fall We'll need the space to come back up Some will float along the stars Falling of the empire Or was that the setting of the sun Regardless man, I fell apart Just to see what it's like to be undone space to come back up So will float along the stars some will stay down looking up and every single one of us will try to resuscitate a dream Smiling on our heads, and someone asks us if we're happy.
1: First off, I do want to say that that was a wicked awesome performance that you just did of of a song that you haven't decided (laughs) what to do at that place yet. (laughs) Okay. Wow,
0: thank you very much. I hypothetically feel great about it.
1: We spent roughly five hours of uh, him indulging me, playing a lot of old recordings of mine, and uh, I appreciate you listening. For... I
0: appreciate you sharing.
1: <laughs> and and I want to shout out to your to your partner who I who I had a chance to hang out with every every time you guys both come out. And is she like that partner that's like a super fan, or is it she's this she's a super fan of you? But you're like, yeah, it's cool. Like she actually is so
0: supportive, and she seems to genuinely like my music, which it's actually funny. Right before I was leaving, I said, hey, wouldn't it be so awkward if you like actually hated every song that I wrote? And she was like, mm, I don't think you would even be with me.
4: And I right. was like,
0: and then we kind of like got into it and it was like, well, if you still supported me, but you hated it, then it would be okay. Right. Yeah. But no, she's she's unreal. Like she she sings along. It's yeah.
1: And there's no recordings alive of the songs anywhere. Like she just... I was trying to broach the subject of when you first fell in love with music what year was it how old were you
0: it was a lifelong thing my dad was really into music but not in a way where he wanted to create it but in a way where he collected it and that's a habit that i'm very guilty of and i have so much stuff that i'm like i'll get this and i'll listen to it and then i just never listen to it and then it Mm -hmm. comes on i'm like wow this is really cool why didn't i ever listen to this I was raised on like Bob Marley and Paul Simon and all that old, like really wholesome, just really good soulful stuff. Yeah. But I think when I really came to terms with my own musicianship was through punk music. Right. I was really into punk music when I was young. That's and like I really remember um the Blitzkrieg Bop and the Jimmy Neutron movie standing out to me when I was young. Right. And then like I grew up and I heard the actual song and I was like, oh my God, this is a whole thing. And it just really like Encouraged me to create an identity that I could relate to music, right? Which is, you know, I guess any angsty teenager dyeing their hair yes. purple.
1: Yeah. And Joan Radio they talk about how the the Sex Pistols went through town, and people who watching them, who later formed bands, went like, yeah. "Look what they're doing! I I can do that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Oh shit! It's that easy.
1: Yeah. If a band like Blink One Eighty Two can be famous and considered punk, yeah, I think I can do this too. <laughs> that's funny in school were you conscious of like what what the biggest thing was obviously there's a mix
0: like the people that you're closest to you know they're testing music a little more intimately yeah for sure yeah i i found that um like my more childhood friends like the ones that i grew up with we fell into different directions at different times right my friend nick fell really into like classic rock he got super into pink floyd right where i was just not relating to that in the same way and he was like oh my god and he really likes artful guitarists like right. like satriani and Bonamassa, and like he loves that grand solo right like that that really intricate like that eric johnson inspired
1: that's funny kind because of stuff in certain eras of the who that's what pete Townsend was doing and then in other eras yeah. of the who they were more like a punk band yeah for sure it was doing just like straight two, two minutes 50 thrashing yeah loud. start
0: to finish everything is absolutely maxed
1: out and then you have like this grand middle section of who are you in 78 near yes. the end where it's like yeah amazing song Whoa. and
0: then another friend who got really into really raw indie music and radiohead Ah. and that was just a side of things that I didn't discover until later. Because right. then I was into the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and the Germs and like No Effects and whatever loud shit. And
1: I could I could paint onto my leather jacket. You know, I'm not going to be a part of it. Especially like when you, when you go <laughs> like, yeah, I listened to the I listened to the new Wilco album. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's, it's got a bit of this album. It's got a bit of. <laughs> A bit of Muddy Lane mixed in with a bit of uh, Scrappy (laughs) Deluxe, some whatever the fuck you put out. (laughs) And then you're like, "Oh shit, I only listened to the new one so I could talk to them. Right. (laughs) Fuck. I didn't know the band start to finish. Uh, I gotta go. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, see you later. I forgot how to leave. (laughs) This is awkward. Maybe I should look at the door I'm trying to open and not be facing you guys still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The The funny positions that being a fan of music and wanting to fit in socially... Like mm-hmm. outside of music is a weird thing growing up. Did you um did you have an easy time growing up being social, being in a classroom with a bunch of other kids your age? Yes and no.
0: I didn't find I was very strong at approaching other people. Right. But other people were often willing to interact with me. So I right. I kind of made friends like that if that makes sense, like So you weren't avoidant? But I you- wasn't avoidant, but I I didn't necessarily go out of my way to be like part of things right if like if i wasn't just included because then i was probably gonna go off and do something else and that wasn't like i was bitter or angry about it it was just literally like oh they're doing that okay well i'm gonna go and do whatever like i'm gonna go and listen to my ipod or like go get high outside or whatever the fuck i was doing when i was 17 it was kind of isolating too because i was different like i looked different and i was kind of weird and maybe people were put off or whatever it was (laughs) I lost friends over the years because people didn't want to necessarily be associated with me.
1: Did you have like long hair and wear black lipstick or something?
0: I had, um, my hair was like blue or purple or like bright green and it was spiked up like Sid Vicious. You know, I just wore like, like typical punk rock shit. You know, I looked up, I Googled like punk people and I just looked at like old photographs from the 80s of like how punks dressed and then what people were doing. And I like had punk friends and I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to dress like this and I'm going to relate to this. And this is who I am right now. And it was cool. Like I really, I really thought it was great. Like I pierced my own ears and
1: the mo- <laughs> millennials are calling it modern fashion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back and now it's not
1: vintage anymore. In Cannington mm. to be that was like a walking fuck you. Oh, for sure. It right. was
0: a, it was a farming town. Yeah. There were a bunch of like rednecks. Kid used kids used to drive past in their pickup truck and call me a faggot on the street, like <laughs> threaten to kick my ass just because of what I was wearing. And then the amount of times when I kind of like got a little older and mellowed out a little bit and stopped dressing in such an edgy way, they would kind of find themselves like maybe at a party. They get drunk and we end up talking and then they're like, Oh, you're actually a nice person. Yeah. That's yeah. the funny thing when you're not throwing things at me out of a vehicle. Right. More normal for sure. No, I'm allowed to be part of society. Yeah. yeah. You're
1: st- you look like a stand-up citizen. Stand-up oh, young lad. It's
0: genuinely the first time anybody's ever said that to me.
1: Well, I'm still starting to get to know you. I, I, I oh, could- think it's fair. <laughs> it's only been three days. We haven't, we haven't gotten to the Scare Me uh, hangout yet. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I hope you enjoyed the first song by Evan. That was called Farther to Fall. And this song, also by Evan Corneal, being performed live off the floor once again, is called Don't Look Down. So put your hands together.
4: Well, I can't see a thing that's changed. I sure as hell don't feel the same You're still young, don't get caught up In all the mistakes you haven't made I can't come up with the words They must be buried in the depths of the earth Still know I've got something to say I have the spark but I don't have fire Still it burns along as I walk the wire For God's sake won't you break Just find a way to show me that I'm still alive And I, I can't come up with the words They must be buried in the depths of the earth Still I know I've got something to say Hey now From a hot air balloon a thousand feet in the sky Hey love don't look now Here comes the tipping point of the ride
0: solo here, but I can't play both.
4: And I hope that you miss me someday, say all the things that you need to say. You'll find me roaming, you know I'm a castaway Struggling to find my way I can't come up with the words They must be buried in the depths of the earth So I know I've got something to say
1: Need to time my sessions for when I'm when I'm when I'm when when I can be more on when I'm more mentally there.
0: I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, if this
1: was morning, I would be so so awake. Right, right. There might be an audience for this episode where it's like, exactly. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, hey. One of them's high. One of them's tired. Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) We'll prepare by just me not getting enough sleep. Yeah, and you roll one. I'll smoke a little
0: bit of some prime Canadian. Marijuana.
1: Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, uh, of course. Are, are you hoping now that you're in K dub, now that you're starting to feel ensconced in the K dubness, are you planning on looking forward to putting yourself on a bill? Present, oh my God, yeah. Like full length sets of your original? Oh, I'm absolutely excited to do that.
0: I'm very much looking forward to an opportunity to play for an extended amount of time when it's not just, I don't mean to say like enough, like I'm like, ah, no, but I've played enough short bursts. Enough short bursts that I would like to have a longer set and a, and a bit of time to maybe create a theme with what is present on the stage with me and figure out like right. what I want to talk about, you know, come through and create something that's
1: a little more personal. Right here at the end, I'm kind of going to add on the question that I could have asked way earlier on. Okay. Can we indoctrinate the, the potential music fan into what you're trying to say with your music? Where would it best be listened to and enjoyed? I would like to be able to create something that can
0: go anywhere because, you know, being somebody who writes a lot of songs on an acoustic guitar and finds that the most convenient to travel with, as it were, I often find myself playing, you know, around a lot of campfires during the summer or, you know, in a room, in a living room full of my friends at a party or like whatever. I also like the idea of having a pretty big sound and being able to create some like some epic listenable tracks and then go live with whoever wants to work with me and whoever can bring a different, larger sound to it, I guess. Right. like It's not like a child. Like I'm not like, oh, I must protect this baby from any harm that may come to a doubt in the world. I'm like, the take, the take this, running teach it a fucking lesson, put a yeah. trumpet in it. Right.
4: <laughs>
1: Go, go, be one. I am the Evan Cornell music child. He comes out of nowhere. He's like. (laughs) He's like glowing. (laughs) He's
0: got one eye. It's on his ear. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you're not impressed with it. Um, I I think I'm absolutely still discovering my sound. Like, I find that all of my songs sound so different. But there is, I think, and I think I've been told by a few people that there is still an element that
1: is familiar around all of them. Uh, what part of your life experience that is the easiest draw for you to um, that makes you want to fucking That's pick right. up the pen and guitar and just... Mm, hope, for sure. Right. Um,
0: it's about communicating to people who may be going through hard times or will find themselves going through hard times at some point that you are not alone because feeling alone is the worst and like it does get better and it will be okay and I find that's a theme that I often go back to is like just pick yourself up keep going Right. Um, so I think hope would definitely be I find love songs can often go
1: far too simplistic
0: for their own good and it just becomes right. like it's the fucking love song
1: like, yeah. no. I'm excited to hear more of it we're gonna wrap up this show I'll, I'll figure out how it's structured in post of course we've heard a couple songs by Evan Cornel. We're We've got one more, one more song. I pretty much gave you like a <laughs> short burst set of three. That's all right, which is fine. <laughs> I'm used to those. But keep your eyes and ears peeled for the for more music by Evan Cornell and live appearances happening, likely in this region. Hopefully, my, locally. Right. Catch my performances
0: locally in your solar system. Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, Sofa Kings. Has a, sh- a short EP called Songs from the Basement. Nice. Um, only three. SoundCloud, The Kid Can Drive, has my first home-recorded demo album on it. Listen to the songs, so the song's not the quality. <laughs> 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 that's all that's around. But come and catch me. Rhapsody of Barrel Bar on Mondays. Right? Thanks for coming on, dude. You are so
1: welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay, that was my chat with Mr. Evan Corneal. Evan, if you're listening, I hope you and Steph forgive me for not making it out to this most recent open mic night. I was driving around downtown Kitchener looking for somewhere to park, which was my first mistake. Apparently there was some sort of concert. Uh, well, that uh, that always helps. So, much love. Much love to everyone. Goodbye! Till the next one! Going out on the mellow I Know You Like the Night Sky by Evan Corneal. Live on the Todd Donald Show.
4: For anything, I take away all the pain you're in. I take it on myself, cause I know just what it's like, and you don't deserve that hell. In the rear view, your past and everything. Left behind, and my back there or beside you with my head out of the window on the passenger side. Your bedroom only lit up by the moonlight. I won't entertain that memory, sometimes it's too much for me. I'll replay every wasted fight To remind me why I'm not with you Always stubborn, tried and true You know me and I know you Like the night sky Endless burning I said we'd run away Change our names And live out on the beach Sleep underneath The palm trees Feel the sunshine On our skin And the sand Beneath our feet In the rear view Your past And everything You've left behind Am I back there or beside you With my head out of the window On the passenger side Your bedroom only lit up by the moonlight I won't entertain that memory Sometimes it's too much for me I'll replay every wasted fight to remind me why I'm not with you Always stubborn, tried and true you know me and I know you Like the night sky Endless burning It's too much for me I'll replay every wasted fight Tell me why I'm not with you Always stubborn, tried and true But you know me and I know you Like the night sky
2: listening to another episode of the Todd Donald Show, starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music and the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends.